is your favorite uh, track that you got on it? Oh, I can t I can tell you. I like you know um, when when we when we choose the songs, each song, one song from each album. You know, we we don't want to um, we don't want to choose the hit singles from any like Agent Orange from Agent Orange. You know, yes, yes. that was um, that was important. We listened to all the albums. You know, mm -hmm. and that was important to 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 choose songs who are maybe underrated songs we never played live or never rehearsed whatever you know but i can tell what i can tell you what is my favorite song you know um that's hard to say you know i like all the songs you know <laughs> and we you and you have to know we listen to all the songs from each album and we have so many so many good songs on each album you know it's 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 amazing you know but we just chose one you know and and Yeah, and then we decided together, the whole band, you know, when we're listening to the song, we take this one or we take that one, you know. Uh, when we go back to Obsessed by Cruelty, we rec um, we choose um, Equinox, you know. But um, a couple of weeks later, the guitarist, Uwe Christophers, died, you know. So we decided to take a, uh, After the Deluge to give him a tribute, you know. Yeah. But it was really funny to do, you know, because um, it's really hard to to listen to songs from Obsessed by Cruelty because a couple of songs were completely out of timing and out of tuning, you know. But we, when we, when we covered the songs, you know, we want we wanna keep the original um, arrangement, we want to keep the spirit and magic of the older songs, you know, but tuning it with tuned guitars and, and drums played more accurate, you know, that was very important. You, know? yeah. you uh, started your journey back in uh, 1981. How would a you... 82. 82? Yeah, there's Wikipedia to tell you 81, you know. I don't know. I think 82, that was a band, you know, when that was a real band, you know. Maybe we, we, we came up with the idea in 81 to form a band called Sodom, you know. But I think in 82, we, we start rehearsing and start renting a rehearsal room and all the stuff, you know. Okay. For me, it's 82, you know. 82, okay. Good. Um, how did you like? Uh, how did your life change since this time? I, I think my life changed when I quit my job in a coal mine. It was in '89 when Agent Orange came out, you know. And uh, then I decided to quit the job in a coal mine and spend more time with the band, you know, together in the studio, rehearsing, touring, whatever, you know. And I get I get the money from a record company every month, you know. So I could make live my, uh, my my life from just from the music, you know, which was very important, you know. That is a big, there was a big change in my life, you know. In the beginning, you know, in '82, we we never thought about that was the band still alive after so many times, you know, after 40 years, whatever, you know. Yeah. We just formed a band, uh, we rent a rehearsal room, making some noise, you know. That was not it was not a band you know we're just we were just friends sitting together drinking beer you know <laughs> and re recording some noise which was switching metal you know in the in witching metal demo in um, uh, the first one you know and later we get we, we got a record deal in 84 you know and we recorded in the sound of evil that was another step you know because we were the first time we we were in a studio you know recording track by track you know and and that was completely different to what we did in the rehearsal room before you know Yeah. But the big change, you know, was definitely 89. 89, okay. Good to know. Um, we come up with an, uh, another great German band, like I call them, Creator. Do you have a favorite song 
and um, maybe more <laughs> more than one, but uh, obviously, um, what's your favorite? No, no, not really. No, I, you know, I'm not a, I never was a big creator fan. You know, I I like some music. You know, there were better guitarists than Sodom. You know, in the but I don't like Miller's vocals, you know. <laughs> you know, I like Pleasure to Kill or Endless Pain, the first two records, you know. Yeah. I was growing up with this because we hang around with Creator all the time, you know. We listen to their new songs. They listen to Sodom, you know. Yeah. But, I, but I've never been a big Creator fan. Okay, okay. So, um, you've got uh, this... You know, you know, I was a big Destruction fan in the beginning, you know. Destruction, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got the first tape, you know. When uh, when they get before they get a, um, a record deal with Team or SPV, uh, like like Sodom, you know, and I listened to the first demo from from Destruction. I was um, I was impressed by that music, you know. They were really good musicians in that time, you know. I like Mike's guitar playing, you know, and Schmier's vocals, you know. Yeah, you have this mascot Knarrenheinz. Um, who came up with this idea? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think that was. Um, I think it was Frank Blackfire, you know, when we got the cover from the Persecution Mania album, you know, and um, we saw this cover the first time when we'd been in Hannover at SPV in, a, in, an, in an office, you know, and they send and they show us a cover, and, uh, and Frank said, oh, Knarrenheit, you know, <laughs> it's, it, you can't translate it to English, you know, but it's, it's somebody wearing a gun, you know, and, uh, and from that time, you know, people talk about Knarrenheit, when, when the Agent Orange album came out, the Knarrenheit, was uh, was a part of it, you know. Yes. <laughs> it was, I, but I know, but I think it was Frank Blackfire came up with the name. You know? Okay. So, um, do you have a favorite uh, song from your first album, Obsessed by Cruelty? Uh, not really. You know, I like. Um, um, I think after the Deluge, it's, it's a little bit different to all the other songs because this song was written by um, Uwe Christopher, the guitarist. You know. But I like Equinox, I like the title track, I like Proselytism Real, you know, which we had in the setlist uh, over years, you know. But I have not special song on this album, you know. I think Death Like Silence is, is one of the best songs, in my opinion. Okay. Because it's more straight to the point, it's faster, you know. But the complete album is so chaotic, you know. It's, it's you know, when we listen to the songs to cover, to cover <laughs> our own songs, you know, it was really hard to understand what... To, to listen to what, what kind of guitars he play, what is the tuning, you know. It's really chaotic, you know. But I I know that Obsessed by Cruelty has a, had a big impact onto the black metal scene, you know. Yeah. I, I know a couple of Solemn fans were going to tell me Obsessed by Cruelty was the best Solemn album ever, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's we, we, we changed when with Persecution Mania. That was, that was completely different to Obsessed by Cruelty, you know. Yeah. But I think Death Like Silence is one of my faves on this album, yeah. Okay. So, what do you feel like when the crowd is singing along with you uh, on a live concert? I love it, you know. I, I love it because, you know, that's um, yeah, that's a point. You know, when um, when we start writing songs, you know, we always try to write good songs, you know. We, but we try to write chorus lines you listen once or twice and never forget, you know. Yeah. Very, very, very easy chorus lines, you know. And uh, that is what we have all the time when we're writing songs, you know, on every album, you know. We have always good refrain, chorus lines, you know, for the fans, you know. I know that when we sing, when we do the German songs like Stumme Ursel or Wachturm, you know, people are singing, you know. We played a, last month in Mexico Metal Fest, you know. And um, we played Tired and Red, for example. 
Yeah. And uh, they, they sing the complete lyrics and all. Hmm. Even the part where we're instrumentalists, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't. They're going to sing it, you know. It's amazing, you know. Amazing feeling, yeah. That shows me that the people are really interested in the music, you know, and really and really enjoy the music we, we do, you know. Yeah. So, uh, we already came up with the witching metal. Why exactly uh, did you call it witching metal? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it sounds uh, like I, it. <laughs> yeah, I think we were inspired by Venom, by the first Venom's record, Welcome to Hell, you know. There was a song called Witching Hour, Witching Hour on it, you know. And uh, but in these times, nobody was talking about thrash metal, you know, or black metal. You know, black metal came when Venom, the second album, came out. Black metal, you know, but nobody was talking about thrash metal. That was a completely unknown, you know. Nobody. And we, um, in the beginning, we want to do speed heavy metal, you know, something like this. And then when we recorded the first demo, we called our music our ourselves witching metal, you know. Which was a completely different to Venom, for example, because we want to do, uh, we want to do it heavier than Venom. Yeah. You know, that was a slogan, you know, heavier than Venom, faster than Metallica. You know, <laughs> that was our, our slogan. You know, and and we got a lot of reviews where people where the people wrote reviews about Sodom, the first demo, you know, which is really, they, and they told that uh, Sodom is heavier than Venom. You know, it's completely different. You know, but and then the people. Uh, and later people say Solom is a thrash metal band, but I think Solom is not a typical thrash metal band. You know, I think that I think a typical thrash metal band is Exodus or Destruction, you know, or Overkill. You know, yeah. I think Solom is more. It's heavy metal, in my opinion. You know? <laughs> the purest form, you know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, the Metal Archives tells us that your lyrics in the early years covered the following themes satanism and blasphemy later the themes were mostly about war death politics and humor how the hell got humor onto this list <laughs> um yeah you, you're right we, we changed the lyrics from obsessed by cool to to persecution and in the beginning it was and that was not satanic you know that was i was really inspired by Aleister crowley you know and i have a lot of books at home you know and and um You know, Elsa Crowley was a master, you know. But um, if you get so much into this material, you know, you get stupid, you know. You get sick in your brain, you know. So I stopped I stopped writing lyrics about this stuff, you know. I want to write lyrics about the real life, you know. Yeah. Which is war and humor, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is always a little bit humor in my lyrics, you know, because there is a way I'm going to write the lyrics, you know. Um, I, I found some topics like politics or war, you know. Um, but there was always small humor parts in it. You know, if you really, if you really try to read between the lines, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we we write songs about the real life, you know, which is war, you know. Yeah. You know, also, you know, and as long as the mankind lives, there is war growing up in this world, you know. That is that is that is human, you know. That's that's life, you know. Yeah. But there are no more satanic stuff in it, you know. I'm, I'm not. I, I hate satanic or fantasy lyrics, you know. And um, I, I think life inspired me writing lyrics, you know. Yeah. When, when I'm looking TV news or I'm reading newspapers, you know, here it is, you know, here is some good idea for our next for our next uh, solemn title, next solemn uh, song, whatever, you know. Yeah. So uh, you had many guitar players over the year. How did this oh affect you? 
<laughs> it's, it never affects me. You know, when, when you change the guitarist or you change the complete lineup, you know, yeah, it's really hard to do because I have to restart from the beginning. You know, I remember when uh, when I split up with Bernemann, who played 20 years in a band or uh, Mac on the drums. You know, I was alone. You know, I have to. I tried to find a new band, new band members, and I have to rehearse all the time. You know, because um, when you're doing live shows, you have to rehearse. I can't tell, you know, we are, I want to have a real band. We want to, I want to be together with a band in a rehearsal room, you know. You can't write songs or, or, or doing a set list by MP3 trading, whatever, you know. I'm going to, I want to play this. Here's the set list you're going to play, you know. You have to do it in a rehearsal room. So I spend a lot of time to, to restart the band, you know. Yeah. And, and when you change the guitar player, the same, you know. Um, you have to you have to uh, prepare the live sets, you know. You have to start writing new songs with the new guitarists, you know. And it's always hard. But I always decided from my heart, you know. I, was, I said, okay, we have to, I have to change the lineup, you know. I have to split with the band, you know. I want to keep the whole project, keep looking forward, you know. That is very important. Yeah. So um, you told me that you have a lot of books at home. What do you think? How many uh, books have you read so far? I have books about different stuff. You know, I'm um, I'm have a lot of I have a lot of I have a lot of books of for hunting. You know, because I'm a hunter, uh, I, love, I have a lot of um, books about guns. <laughs> I'm really interested in guns. I have so much. I have, I have a lot of about Vietnam War. You know, yeah, uh, that was. I have so many things you know um books but um but i think the books don't inspire me for writing lyrics you know <laughs> i don't need yeah. i don't need uh, any movies like other musicians say look movies and gotta write lyrics you know i i never and i think the whole life is a movie you know the whole life inspired me you know? yeah that's right but i have thousand books at home you know different completely different uh, hobbies you know what i i collect postcards i'm doing i'm driving motorcycle i have books about them you know i have so i have so many interests yeah yeah at the very beginning of your career manfred schütz said the following to you guys you guys are so bad you will sell a lot of records how did you <laughs> react when he first told this i couldn't believe this you know because um That was about the first Sodom show we played in '84 in Frankfurt. Uh, that was a, a Venom Legion's Germany. They were, they were the promoter, and there was also Venom signing session, you know. And Sodom were the band to play live on stage, you know. That was not a really that was a, not a really gig, you know, because we were completely drunk, you know. And we just had four or five songs to play live, you know. And Manfred said, "I never seen the you are the worst band in the world," you know. But you have some special. There is some magic in your music, you know. There is some special in your outfit, you know. So I give you the chance recording a couple of songs, you know. And then, uh, yeah, then we booked the studio. We want to record a whole album, you know. But um, after, after that, after a couple of months, um, somebody of the record company came to the studio and listened to the songs we already recorded, you know. And he thought, no way, we have to stop here, you know. We couldn't believe that this anybody gonna buy this stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then in, in the sound of it was getting famous, you know. It was a really good selling mini album, you know. Yeah. They couldn't believe, we couldn't believe ourselves, you know, because we don't have any musicians. We worked for the studio you know, at the first time. We didn't know how to record 
um, we, we recorded in a rehearsal room the complete band together, you know. And now we have to record it to drums and putting the guitars on it, the bass lines, whatever, you know. <laughs> we never did it before, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but Manfred gave us the, the chance, you know. And I think without Manfred, we couldn't find another record company. We, we, we tried to get a deal with Noise Records, you know. And they said, oh, no, no, we don't want to have Sodom. We, could, we took Celtic Frost or Hellhammer on it or Creator, you know. And um, but I'm glad to sign this contract, you know. Yes, of course. Well, uh, you used your chance, like we we say in Germany. <laughs> yeah, the contract was big, like a telephone book, you know. <laughs> and if you if you're gonna if you show this contract to a lawyer nowadays, who said, "Oh my God, you couldn't <laughs> sign. How could you sign this?" You know. Yeah. We 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 got a case of beer, and we signed. Yeah. Okay. And this gave us a chance for recording our songs in a professional way, you know. That's great. So um, you did a song called Ausgebombt. Um, how exactly did it feel for you to, to sing the title in German and, and the rest in English? Also, Ausgebombt and... Uh... <laughs> it, it's, like, it's like Bombhagel, you know. Bombhagel is English lyrics with the German chorus line, you know. Uh, we recorded Ausgebombt twice in German lyrics and English lyrics, you know. And uh, when we have a show, I always ask the people what you prefer, the English one or German one, you know. So I could we could play both, you know. Yeah. And Sodom was the first metal band who played a German song on it, you know. No band did before, you know. And people say, oh, they are fascists, you know, they are racists, you know. They have to play Bombenhagen with a, with a German national anthem yeah. in it you know yeah. so why not we are we are german so we're gonna play it you know yes, and we play right. it like like Jimi hendrix we break down in the end and you know um so ausgebombt was the first german single from a, from a metal band you know? yeah i love it i love it ausgebombt is uh really one of my yes. favorite sodom tracks <laughs> it's still in the settlers you know yeah <laughs> Do you have any pre-show rituals? No, not really. No, um, I, you know, and I remember years ago or decades ago, we drink a lot of before the show. You know, <laughs> and we we stop. You know, uh, we don't drink before the show. You know, but I drink a small glass of Jack Daniels. Ah, just a small one. Yes, you know, yes, and it's. It, I think. It helps, you know. It's good for my vocals, you know, for the voice, you know. It helps a little bit, you know. You are not drunken, but you have, yeah. You, it, it's it's open, you know. Yes. It's it's get more open, you know, because I'm screaming all the time, and we're gonna play in a show nowadays. We, we're gonna play two hours, you know. Yeah, keeps everything. But warm. there is, <laughs> but there is no special. You know, we shake hands, you know, good show to the to, to the other band members, you know. But there is no special ritual, you know. Okay. Describe your favorite and least favorite part of being a um, musician. My favorite. You can you can stay in bed in the morning, you know, you can sleep whenever <laughs> you want. <laughs> but um but um yeah, that's a dream come true, you know. If you are a musician and you can make your you live just from a music, you know. Yeah. It's the best that could happen, you know. I know a lot of younger musicians who ask me what to do to get more professional, to get a rock star, whatever, you know. Um, shall I quit my job or my studio or my school, whatever, you know, I can tell no way, you know. You can't quit anything nowadays because so many bands coming to the scene every 
um, every month. Yeah. You know? It's getting out of control, you know. Never, never give up your school or what or your job, whatever, you know. Um, but in the in the beginning, you know, we we're just we were just a handful of bands who did this kind of music, you know. So we get a better we get a better option uh, to make our live from the music in these times, you know. Yeah. That is the best thing in my life to make, you know, to be a musician professional, you know. But it's also a bad thing because you're working every day on it, you know. You you start up in the morning doing your emails, you know. You go to the rehearsal room and then you start we doing interviews in the yeah. evening, you know. Yeah. You you never have get your free time, you know. You never have any vacation, you know. Um, that is the thing, you know. Other people they came from work, you know. It's gone, you know, till the morning, you know, till the next day, you know. Yeah. Um, if you are a professional musician, you're working constantly on this one, you know, making a new album, uh, preparing songs or um, concerts, gigs, you know, booking, I have a booking agency, you're going to help me booking flight tickets, you know, but there are so many things to do and we're going to rehearse two or three times a week, you know, it's very old school to being in a, it's a band in a rehearsal room, it's the only <laughs> way for Sodom to work. You yeah, know? yeah. I never have really time, you know, for go. And I try to go hunting one time a week, you know, and I put my handy off, you know, and it's like, fuck you, I'll go hunting, you know. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I, 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 I'm able to do it, you know. But when we have a new album out, I can't, you know, because you're constantly doing this or doing that one, you know. Yeah, you have to promote your new album, that's right. Yeah, that's my job, you know. Yeah. What made you become... Uh, want to become a musician in the very early years? Oh, you, I, I think everybody, every fan who listened to heavy metal came up with the idea to to make music for himself, you know. Getting, But well, the problem was in the beginning, we we couldn't find any support, you know. Yeah. When I talked to my father, I want to play guitar or bass guitar, you know, so he, he said, go go to work, you know. You don't get money from me for a, for a fucking guitar, you know. Um, in these times, you know, we don't get any support from our parents, you know, or complete or the establishment, you know. So I spent a spare all the money to get my first bass guitar, you know. And um, yes, I can. If you listen to heavy metal, you came up with the idea, you know. Yeah. And when we formed the band, you know, in the beginning, um, in the very beginning of Sodom, I was I was a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we have uh, aggressor was a guitarist, you know, and okay, what you what you gonna do? I try the drums, you know, but <laughs> it, that was not a really bad job for me, you know. I couldn't play drums, you know. Yeah. And then okay, okay, what's left? The bass guitar. Okay, I play bass guitar. You know? Yeah, reminds me a bit of uh, Joachim Broden of uh, Zabaton. Yeah. yeah. He started as a keyboarder. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So that was not. Im That was not important, you know. We, we are a band, but who's going to play which instrument? That was not important to me or yeah. to the band, you know. And later, get uh, we got which hunter, okay, which hunter's a drummer, you're going to play the drums. Frank was a guitarist who played the guitars and, and doing some backing vocals, you know. So the bass guitar was left just for me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I was a fan of Motorhead, of Lemmy, you know, of Kronos, uh, LG Ward, and, and um, John Gallagher, you know. The singing bass players. Yeah, yeah. 
was always something I really appreciated, you know, because I love even to play the bass and do the vocals, you know. That was the best job for me in this time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so um, you nearly answered my next question. Which person is your idol? I don't. It's, I don't want to tell. Lemmy is my idol, you know, because I was a big Motorhead fan. I was a big Lemmy fan, you know. Yeah. And um, but I think Kronos, Ben Venom and Kronos inspired me to form an own band, you know, yeah. to playing the bass guitar and doing the vocals, you know. But I can't. I want to tell. I can tell you that is he is my idol or hero or whatever, you know. I respect him as a musician, you know, and I prefer his the lifestyle he did, you know. And uh, yes, but I think Lemmy was Lemmy and Cronus was the two biggest inspirations, you know. Yeah. But later, when Tank came out with the first record, you know, um, Phil Thounds of Hades, you know, yeah. I was a big LG Ward fan because he he was playing a real bass, you know. Lemmy was not a real bass player in this, <laughs> you know. He played more the bass like a rhythm guitar, you know. And I was interested in more playing bass guitar, you know. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be, you know. Yeah, that's um, right. So that's Edgy Ward was what was got for me in this time, you know. Yeah. So uh, I also I also like Gary Lee, you know. But when I see playing bass like Gary Lee, you know, I never I never came up to his level, you know, to playing the bass guitar. Yeah, never. Yeah. So um, is there any country that you didn't play yet? And if yes, which one would you love to play? Oh, we we played. In all continents, expect Africa. You know, <laughs> we never played in Africa. You know, but we played in every country. You know, you know, we we uh, we played in sort of was sometimes the first band playing in different countries. Like sort of was the first band playing in Bulgaria, Sofia. Yeah. In in ninety one, you know, we played in Mexico at the first band, as the first metal band from Germany. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. We want to gonna we want to play worldwide everywhere you know my dream is playing in Vietnam you know and when I'm looking back to 2001 we 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 planned to record a live album in Ho Chi Minh City Saigon in Vietnam you okay know? but um, we went out going to Bangkok you know because it was not possible for play, for Western band playing in Vietnam heavy metal you know yeah because heavy metal is just working in the underground you know that was forbidden. And some Vietnam politics um, told me that Solom is a pro-American band, you know. They have a song called Marines or M16 on it, you know. There was no chance, you know. And we want to retry next year yeah. to playing there, you know. Okay. You know, Solom, we played in Tasmania. <laughs> you know where it is, you know. Yes, yes. Solom, Solom was the first heavy metal band played in Tasmania. <laughs> it's a couple of years ago, you know. It's always funny to do, you know. Um, you know, I want to play everywhere, you know. If it's possible, you know, we played in Russia all the time. You know, it's, it's, it's impossible, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's gone, you know. The Russian market is completely gone forever. Yeah, that's opinion. right. You know, that's, that's right. That's sad but true, you know. But uh, we have so many f um, friends and so many fans in Russia, you know. It's yeah. a shame. You know? Yeah. I want to live in a peaceful world without war, touring wherever, playing wherever I want, you know. Yeah. Thanks for listening. 
Make sure you keep up to date with future episodes by subscribing to our channels. For more information on this podcast, or for all the latest music news, reviews, interviews and more, head over to our website www.theraziseedge.rocks.